0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History Forward, January 31st, 2024. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Welcome to the last day of January. Hard to believe we are a month into 2024 already. The last day of dry January. I was thinking about it this morning and not even sure tomorrow if I'm going to have a drink just because I can or not. Just because of everything I have going on. But feeling good from January 1st until now, and that's despite everything that's happened and gone down with the Eagles between then and now. I like the direction they're heading, though, Near closer to the end of the month. Much more bullish on the the Eagles now than I was on January 1st, so I guess that's a, a good thing and a good way to get a fresh start. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, fasting February I guess I haven't really came up with a name for it but I'm doing intermittent fasting through the month of February something I've done before here and there uh, for a couple weeks at a time never committed to this uh, and I wanted to start it a couple days early just to get the full 30 day experience or 31 day experience however you want to put it so day two of that feeling good Uh, today will be a telltale sign went to the gym this morning and Usually after I lift, I'm always hungry, so I have about another four hours before I can eat anything. So we'll see. But welcome, like I said, to the last day of February. Uh, Excited for today's free agent who had a fresh start. But we have a lot to get to, a lot of news going on in Philadelphia sports. But as always, let's start with a recap of the question of the day. And due to everybody talking about it on social media and all of the sports talk radio stations, uh, I said. Should the Eagles have kept Andy Reid, what was it, 11 years ago, based on the success he's had in Kansas City? And 70% of you said no. uh, It was time. And, And a lot of the conversation came back to the whole quarterback situation where Andy didn't really have a plan when he was let go for the quarterback. And he has been very fortunate in his career. He had Donovan when he first started here with the Eagles. Um, and then had a couple nice years mixing in. Uh, I mean, Jeff Garcia was a backup for McNabb. But between Garcia, Vic, Foles, Kevin Cobb, sort of got lucky with that, but didn't really have clear direction. And then was able to to, to have Alex Smith when he got to Kansas City and then drafted Patrick Mahomes. So I I agree. I think it was the time to let Andy go uh but again revisionist history everybody's like oh we should have kept Andy now like stop uh so I'm glad that 70 percent of you agree that it was time to go because it, the butterfly effect would have been inf- perfect for this would they have won the Super Bowl and it would have been I, I I don't think they would have and probably would have been more of the same uh but as always thank you for participating in the question of the day get you in, leave a voicemail, leave a text. I think I'm getting closer to a name and doing some restructuring with my podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, I have a couple things lined up and I just want to see how they go. But if you have any suggestions for a name for the voice and text line, I'm more than happy to take them. But 267-495-8531, get you in all the time. Be sure to go to the YouTube channel and like, and subscribe to it. I'm trying to get those subscri- subscriptions up over 100 because that opens the next level door on YouTube. So even if you're listening on podcast, go to YouTube, Jimbo underscore Mott, hit the like button, subscribe. That way all the, the stuff I have lined up and, and I've got planned for this year or, or working toward, you'll be the first in the loop. Uh, Girl Scout cookies, you're going to buy them anyway. So buy them from Ella. Everything you need is in the description Follow that link and you'll hook her up. She's so close to her goal. Three more boxes. That's all we need. Three more boxes. You guys can do it. Let's exceed that goal and help them go on the camping trip and humble some soccer moms while we're at it. Uh, And finally, as I mentioned, today is the last day of January, which is our last day for our free agents who had a fresh start in Philly and probably the best of the day. So more on that in a minute. For February, we're doing uh, Black History Spotlight. We're doing Philly athletes who were born in Philly uh, who dominated or or were well-respected in their sports. Uh, Some of them you know, some of them you may not, but I'm looking forward to to this uh, Black History Month Spotlight we're doing. I have possibly some things lined up for um, some Negro League stuff, but stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm kind of working on some things behind the scenes, so once I, I have more of a definitive direction or, or answers for certain things, I'll let you know. All right. Sixers news and that this road trip cannot end soon enough. First of all, I hate West Coast because you wake up, you have no idea what's going on. You, you check the news, you check social media and you get bits and pieces of it. Um, it just stupid. West Coast trips are stupid. Uh, and same way when the Phillies do it. it just dumb. But. Uh, but Sixers lost 119 107 to the Warriors. But the big news was Joel is hurt again. Uh, he's going to have an MRI on his knee today. And he hurt the same knee, but it's a new injury. Apparently, I saw it and it's borderline. I don't know if the guy had to dive at him or not. Uh, and I immediately thought it was Draymond Green. And I mean, it's terrible that that's your first thought, but. I mean, his reputation uh, precedes him, but it wasn't Draymond, and they were going after a loose ball, and I feel like he could have picked it up. It was kind of one of those uh, in the heat of the moment, I guess, but it probably would have been a 15-yard penalty if it was the NFL and a guy came in late like that. So goes to show you kind of what, and, and I don't know what's going to happen, but it is the same knee, but should he have been playing? And that's sort of what the debate has been. Uh, on social media, and uh, I listened to the overnight guy when I go to the gym in the morning. And he was saying he probably should have been playing, and part of it is on the medical staff. And yes, I mean, say what you say what you want about Joe, um, and everybody's bitching and complaining about the whole Denver thing. But he wants to play, and he will play. And he's think about how many times he's come back not fully healthy, whether it was orbital bone fracture, uh, knee. Uh, he had a broken finger or whatever it was, the one, or a torn ligament in his finger, the one he's tough and he's going to want to play. And the medical staff, and I haven't seen any of the highlights. I'm going, this is completely off of hearsay, but everything I've read and and saw so far this morning, basically are saying that it was obvious from the very beginning, he was not himself that he was injured. Um, so First of all, shame on the medical staff for even allowing him to play. Yes, he wants to play. Yes, you've lost three in a row. But you've you got to be, and to borrow the line of the guy on the radio this morning, who I usually don't agree with, but I, I like this line. You need to be the grown-up and say, no, this is what you're going to do. And then, okay, so the medical staff played him. Okay, and again, you have to respect Joe for this. But then Nick Nurse, seeing that he's not able to do it, be again be the grown up and and ha- put him on the bench and the fact that they were down 14 I think they were saying with 4 minutes left I get that you could still have a run left in you should Joe have been playing I mean at that point it's it is what it is I mean you've let him play that long um the injury itself had nothing to do with the previous injury um so I guess there's two different issues there but we'll see what the MRI says I I personally think it was a dirty hit. I and it, maybe it's because I have bias against the Warriors because of Draymond and how many cheap shots he's taken over his career. But I feel like there could you didn't have to jump on his legs like that, and maybe. And again, apparently this injury had nothing to do with the previous injury. So the issue with the the medical staff and Nick Nurse, that's a separate issue. But they should have seen it and he shouldn't have been in there. But the fact that this dude basically did a frog splash on his leg, it would have been a 15-yarder in the NFL. And I know it's hard to compare sports, but to me it looked very, very cheap. And again, my first reaction was, oh, it's Draymond. And it wasn't Draymond, um, but still... Sixers lose four straight. One more game on this road trip. Um, at this point, I forget who they even play, but it's somebody out west. Um, let's get this road trip over. West Coast swings suck. Um, I hate them. Fingers crossed, and sending positive vibes, whatever you need to do to make sure that there's no damage. But I think at this point, you got to set Joe down for. I mean, at this point, who cares about an MVP? Like we need him for the playoff run. Uh, Lost in all this is the fact that Maxi has a sprained ankle and also hasn't played, and it really accentuates how much this is a Tyrese and Joel team. Yes, they played well uh, the night against Denver, but they're just they need they need Joe and and Tyrese back. So hopefully the MRI comes back and. But, I mean, hopefully the NBA, too, looks at this. Because to me, and let me know what you think. Uh, This is not the question of the day. But to me, on first glance, it looks like a cheap shot. It didn't need to happen. And, again, it would have been a 15-yarder in the NFL for a late hit. So why is it okay in the NBA? And, I mean, is it because it's Steph Curry's team? I I don't know. Um, But more on this as we get information on Joe's MRI. Not really what you wanted to wake up to. I guess it's better. I was sleeping when this happened, but still disappointing nonetheless. Flyers News, Carter Hart, according to his lawyer, will be officially charged with sexual assault. Kind of as we expected. I mentioned that there was smoke, so there's definitely some fire around this. Uh, Now, whether or not... uh, Anything becomes of it again. This is the there, he's being charged, he's not convicted of anything, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but I mean, there, there is something happened, and it's a matter of figuring out who was involved. I guess it's possible he wasn't involved, but to be completely honest, just the way it all went down, it's just disgusting. Um, so I mean, if he was even in the room. Shame on him, and hopefully justice is served. I mean, if he wasn't in the room, then okay, like let's do it. But if he was in the room while this was going on, whether or not he participated, ridiculous. Lock him up. I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, from a hockey standpoint, the Flyers did apparently try to work on trading. We talked about that over the summer. Um, but once teams found out about this sort of looming over its head, um, nobody there were no takers. Um, the, the Flyers were, and the, I guess the teams of the other players who have been uh, charged, they, the NHL told them to expect them to be not available for this season. Uh, the only reason Carter Hart got to play at all this year apparently is because the agents of the players kind of stalled. And um, now that things are coming to light, their time is out. Uh, they threaten lawsuits and things like that. But Carter Hart will be charged, uh, I guess, more it's coming from the Ontario police on i guess monday is their uh what they said they were going to try to do but again not looking good innocent until proven guilty though uh but if he was involved in any way i mean it's just ridiculous and horrible uh but again more on that story as it develops moving on to the eagles and couple different things to get into here first uh jason kelsey still has not officially announced any retirement has said he wants to be involved with the team moving forward don't know if that is in a coaching capacity working in the front office being an ambassador Uh, who knows uh but I, i don't think there's any reason why he would not be involved with the organization and the eagles would love to have him um even as like again being an ambassador and just traveling around Uh, Maybe he could do similar to what the Phillies do with like Mickey Morandini and Milt Thompson and Tommy Green, how they're sort of the guys that go to the events. But it is, I guess also it's always possible that he could get into coaching. It's possible he could come back and play next year. You never know. I think we'll know more after the Super Bowl, though. I have a strange suspicion because the Chiefs keep playing. That's why he hasn't announced anything. I don't think he wants to take the spotlight away from his brother even though taylor swift has done a pretty good job of doing that herself uh jeff McLean is uh reporting that fletcher cox is leaning toward retirement take that with a grain of salt because i mean jeff mcclain doesn't have the best track record recently with fletcher cox but uh, he has gotten some things right so no word yet but that's where he's leaning uh, likely won't be back with the eagles at all anyway and speaking of the media, and I I have to mention this, and just it's it's ridiculous. So the afternoon show for WIP had a poll, and it was like, would you trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertan? And there's no rumors about this. There's nothing that even suggests Eagles are looking to do this. Uh, nothing to look that Patrick Sertan is even available. I know there were rumors uh, last year during the trade deadline, but... This is why, like, shit is the way it is. Like, why? Like, what what, what point does this serve? Like, to, and the, the fact that there are people out there listening to these shows, <coughs> no offense if you're one of them, that agree with this. This is bizarre. It, it makes no sense. Why would you, like, stop. Like, you're making stories. I get it's a slow news time. I get the Eagles aren't there. I get this Flyers are on All-Star break. I get the Sixers were on the West Coast and the Phillies haven't started yet and the Eagles, but come on. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and and it's not everyone. That's the best part. It's not even the majority, I would say. It's just the knuckleheads that live and breathe and die by whatever they say on sports radio who who agree with this. And, and like, they'll be at a uh, dinner party or at the bar saying, well, the Eagles should. Why? Because Ike Reese's show put out a poll? Like, and Jack Fritz said the Eagles should do... No, like, it's dumb. And I, 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 it, some of it did restore my faith, though, looking at the comments for this poll <coughs> and just the amount of people ripping the fact that it's just an asinine poll. Uh, but again, like, this is the stuff that gets, like... bro, they're running people out of... No, and it, it, of course it's the fans, because if the... I guess if the <coughs> excuse me, I guess if the talk radio shows are, are talking about it and the fans are calling in and talking about it, which is the same 10 callers all the time on these shows, uh, there's not like and there, I think a lot of times they're characters that are playing a show. Remember the guy from Mike Massanelli's show the, the whole thing was fake, like fake callers, so I, I, I don't know, but this is why people say, "Oh, they run their no." A handful of knuckleheads like Angelo Cataldi, the idiot that he is, uh, sending people up to boo Donovan McNabb and maybe even cost – like it affected his whole entire career, you idiot. Like to borrow Howard Eskin's term, like, you're dopes. Like that's the kind of dumb shit that people talk about Philly fans for and, and say, oh, no, because he took 30 idiots up to New York to boo Donovan and Donovan to I mean his discredit I guess allowed it to inf- affect his whole entire career but it's a whole different story he just wasn't a strong strongly made up person I don't know but to do this and I feel like AJ Brown at least has the mental capacity and he's not going to allow something like this at least I don't think but AJ if you're listening and you should be this is not the way the majority of the people feel like I don't think if you pulled if you filled up Lincoln Financial Field to capacity with 70,000 Eagles fans, I guarantee you 60,000 minimum would say, We want AJ Brown on this team. And it, like, you're not trading, we wouldn't trade him for anybody. Might even be 65,000. So, AJ, you should be listening, and thank you for listening if you are. But this does not represent the majority of Eagles fans. And the idiots that put this shit out there like this like you're making yourself the story you're making yourself look stupid for what for a couple clicks and i mean i guess you 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 got what you wanted here i am talking about the the stupid show which i don't think is that good since my boy johnny marks left anyway but you got what you wanted and people are talking about your show but it's just idiotic and i've spent way too much time talking about it and i'm pissed that you allowed me to get to that point now that i'm giving you the time that you don't deserve it's just stupid what's not stupid i really like this sticking with aj brown clint hurt commented on the post that was in question and basically said i support AJ Brown not talking to the media I hope he never talks to them I support that shit or something along those lines and he's has our new D line coach this dude's gonna be fun I'm telling you it's gonna be a good year uh, and he supports AJ not talking to the media and quite frankly so do I you don't owe us anything especially idiotic people like that that are gonna put out stupid polls that make absolutely no sense and no I would not trade AJ Brown for Patrick Sertan not in a heartbeat so there you go. It's a dumb poll posted to get dumb people to to be like, hey, maybe we should do this. And I'm dumb for even talking about it and spending this much time on it. So I apologize, idiots. 14 days till pitchers and catchers, the first workout for the Phillies. And trust me, it cannot come soon enough because this is the shit we're dealt with. We're dealt with Patrick Sertan for A.J. Brown polls and – Dumb fodder on talk radio. It's so stupid. But pitchers and catchers, 14 days. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for this Philly season. I believe they're going to do well. I, I think they're they're live to win the division. And if you believe, go to phillygoat.com. Get your Believe shirt that the players wear. Uh, you see Alec Boehm wearing it when he's doing batting practice. You see... Uh, Johan Rojas, cut the sleeves out of his. He's jacked. He's going to have a good year. He's going to be the the key link, I think, to the Philly season this year. So looking forward to that. Go to Philly Goat. Check them out. They have all of your Philly sports-based apparel needs covered. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery at checkout for 10% off. PhillyGoat.com, promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off. All right, today we're going to go back to 2002. And I don't have a ton of notes on this one. I'm just going to speak on it uh, and might run a little bit longer today. But I apologize because this stupid poll got me all fired up. But on this day in 2002, Harry Callis voted was voted the winner of the Ford C. Frick Award, which essentially, even though it's not associated with the Hall of Fame directly, he gets a spot in the Hall of Fame in the, the media wing. Uh, so essentially, the Ford C. Frick Award, Award is—he's a Hall of Fame announcer, and we all know it—the uh, greatest to ever do it. Uh, he was hired by Bill Giles uh, in 1971 to replace the legendary Bill Campbell, uh, who basically may be the the goat of Philly uh, sportscasters. He's done, or sports, uh, yeah, sportscasters. He's done the Eagles, Sixers, uh, and Phillies as far as play by play. Harry, though, was the MC at the opening of the vet. Uh, he was not popular at first. People didn't like that he was replacing Bill Campbell, uh, who's this young hotshot coming in. Uh, but over time, definitely became a fan favorite. Uh, some highlights from his career. Obviously, he did the first and last games ever at the vet. Did the first game at Citizens Bank Park. <clears throat> was not able to do the 80 World Series because of the broadcasting uh, rules at the time with Major League Baseball did get to um, do the 08 World Series. He uh, called six no hitters, and honestly, to me, he was the soundtrack of my summers uh, as a kid. Uh, whether it was TV back then, they used to switch between TV and radio uh, every couple innings. But between him and Whitey Ashburn, the soundtrack of my summer, like especially those afternoon games when they're out playing the Cubs and the game was on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you turn the radio on while you're out playing wiffle ball, listening to the game, um, just reminds me of my grandparents, my grandfather, just uh, everybody over for barbecues, just relaxing, uh, just brings me back. I'm tearing up thinking about it because when he did pass away in uh, 2009, uh definitely cried not so much for him but just what he represented to me and again like just the soundtrack of my childhood man it's just a lot uh, I remember when they won the world or the uh division in 83 uh his his rant listening to the game at four o'clock in the morning when um Mitchie Pooh hit the double uh singing high hopes and it's one of my favorite parts of the game now like uh, hopefully, getting to the point where the kids can stay, but I like staying to the end and hearing the, them sing "High Hopes." Uh, any Michael Sh- Mike Jack or <laughs> any Mike Schmidt home run call, Michael Jack Schmidt, uh, the five hundredth home run call. That ball's out of here, struck him out. Like playing uh, Stratomatic baseball with my dad, and when you roll the dice and the guy strikes out, and me and my dad doing our Harry Callis impersonations, struck him out and. That ball's out of here. Um, real quick story. They did name the press box after him at Citizens Bank Park, which I'm getting chills. I did a tour last, um, I guess it was last spring or fall. Um, and basically the way they put the uh, Ashburn Alley and the statue of Richie Ashburn is was in direct eyesight of Harry Callis's view when he was calling games so he could always call the games with Richie is what they said he wanted um which is and he could always see him during the game which is so cool but Harry Callis the best to ever do it my soundtrack of my summer uh just meant so much to me not so much as a person because I never really got to meet him but just his voice in the background for so many fond memories growing up with family um like I said, those games playing Stratomatic with my dad uh, with the Struck came out. Like, just, just a lot of good times. But on this day in 2002, Harry Callis was named the Ford C. Frick Award winner, essentially making him a Hall of Fame announcer. And in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best, in Philly history. Thank you for listening to my little rant there. But that leads us to today's question of the day. Who is the greatest announcer in Philadelphia sports history? Is it Harry the K? Is it Merrill Reese? Is it the aforementioned Bill Campbell? Or is it Flyers legendary announcer Gene Hart? Lots of people to pick from here. But let me know. 267-495-8531. Who is the GOAT of Philly sports announcers? And just those are just four that we've had. Uh, that's not talking color commentators. Mark Zumoff didn't even make the list. Um Neither did Tom McGinnis. So let me know uh, who's the greatest sports announcer in Philly history. Is it Harry the K, Merle Reese, Bill Campbell, or Gene Hart? 267-495-8531 get you in. All right. From one legend to another, let's start with our final free agent who had a fresh start in Philly. And that would be none other than BDN Nick Foles. Signed a two-year contract in 2017 to back up Carson Wentz. His second stint ended up starting weeks 15, 16, and played a little bit in 17. But in week 15 and 16 that season, uh, he had four touchdowns against the Giants. Struggled against the Raiders on a Christmas game, uh, but was able to pull it out. And the Eagles clinched, were able to have the number one seed. It was okay in that divisional round against the Falcons, but that next round, the NFC Championship game against the Vikings, was Nick Foles coming out party, three touchdowns, and just carved up the the Vikings defense. Carried that momentum into the Super Bowl, 373 yards, three touchdowns, caught a touchdown pass, in uh, what the to me still the greatest play in Super Bowl history. Won the MVP. Brought us our first Super Bowl. Uh, everybody knows, you want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's go for it. There's a statue outside of the stadium. Like Just an all-around legend. But Nick wasn't done in that second stint with the, the Eagles. Uh, he started the first couple games in 2008 because Carson Wentz's back was hurt. Struggled. Carson Wentz came back. They shut Carson Wentz down because of the back. I, I, I'm sorry. Carson Wentz's knee was hurt at the beginning of the season still. His back was a issue later in the season nick came in in week 15 again led the eagles to three games or three wins in a row they ended up getting into the playoffs because of it but they beat the rams who went to the super bowl that year out in la uh he threw for the next week 471 yards and four touchdowns against the texans that is the eagles all-time single game passing yardage record Um, tied an NFL record the next week against Washington with 25 completions in a row, went to Chicago in the wild card, beat the Bears on the double doink, played a tough Saints team that probably should have gone to the Super Bowl if it wasn't for a blown pass interference call, had the Eagles in position to come down and and drive to win that game, Uh, but Alshon missed that pass. Uh, when The lights were the brightest, though. Nick Foles was on. You couple that with his twenty-seven and two season, the seven touchdowns in one game, and I could be honestly say probably the most inconsistent career of an Eagle ever. When he Nick Foles was good, he was great and the best quarterback in the league. When he was bad, he was average at best. Uh, but Nick Foles will always be our hero here in Philadelphia. He is our final free agent who had a fresh start in Philly. And I saved him for last because, yes, Moses came in, won a world or uh, title. Pete Rose came in and won a title. But this is a football town. Everybody knows it. Nick Foles came in as a free agent, came off the bench, took off, changed in the phone booth, had his Superman jersey on, and led us to defeat the mighty Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And one of the most spectacular Super Bowl performances ever. 373 yards, three touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. Set some Eagles records along the way. One of the greatest performances ever was that postseason with Nick Foles. And he definitely is probably ranked higher on the all-time Eagles quarterback list than when he should be. But guess what? That's okay. When you win a Super Bowl, you can be ranked wherever you want. So our final free agent who had a fresh start, BDN, Nick Foles himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Going back to our other legend on this day in 2002, Harry Callis was named the Ford C. Frick Award winner, becoming a Hall of Fame announcer and one of the greatest to ever do it. Be sure to let me know what you think about Philadelphia media. Is that just ridiculous that they they had that poll out there? Let me know who is the GOAT of Philly sports announcers. 267-495-8531. Harry the K, Merrill Reese, Bill Campbell, or Gene Hart. More updates on the status of Joe's knee as soon as we get it. Buy your Girl Scout cookies. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get your voice and text messages in let's grow this thing sorry for running a little bit longer today but I, I this is what happens when i don't write notes down and i just rant on harry Callis. but again the man meant so much to me uh, for what he represents and the memories i have with his voice going on in the background so this has been this day in philly sports history go have yourselves a wednesday i'm jim montgomery and until next time that ball's out of here